Star Wars 7x7, episode 1364. Today, the story of how Poe Dameron slowly lost his mind and decided to overthrow Admiral Holdo. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Jason Fry, author of many Star Wars stories and the Jupiter Pirate series, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So I'm continuing my series of looks at the last Jedi novelization, flagging bits of information for you that I think will enhance your viewing of the movie as you go through it, as I'm sure you're going through it now that the DVD version of it is out as well. And today we're talking about Poe Dameron and how he decides to overthrow Admiral Holdo. So... As we know from the movie, she did not want to tell him what her plans were or anything like that. Just said, go follow my orders. Well, unfortunately, when people don't know what's going on, a lot of things start spinning in people's heads, especially when they're in a life-threatening situation like the Resistance was with the First Order pursuing them and their fuel running out and no idea what the plan was to make it work, or at least no idea from the pilot's perspective, which is what this comes down to. You see, as it was, there were a bunch of technicians that were working on those transports, and so there was definitely a group of people who knew something was going on, knew something of what Admiral Holdo had in mind, and yet it didn't get communicated to the pilots because I guess Holdo wasn't ready to do it. So, yeah. You know, you can talk about leadership style all you want. I think that's ultimately what this comes down to. You can talk about what, you know, Poe should or shouldn't have been doing and trusting the whole situation, but clearly he did not. He was looking at the people on the bridge and seeing that they were tense and scared and stiff and thinking that Holdo wasn't doing enough to help them with their fears, that she wasn't reading the attitude of the bridge and that was driving him crazy by degrees. And when one of the three remaining ships, the Anodyne, ran out of fuel, he was part of the team that got transports over to the Anodyne and rescued what crew was left before the First Order was able to shoot the Anodyne down. And that, of course, doesn't help with his mental state either. But for some reason, he was then rendered ineligible to be flying transports for the evacuation of the Ninka, which is the second to last ship that remained. And that was actually Admiral Holdo's ship as well. There weren't many people on the ship to begin with, so, you know, maybe Poe wasn't needed, but the data flight pad that he was looking at said he was ineligible. He had been marked as ineligible, and the Admiral, of course, as we know, had banned him from the bridge. And whatever duty post he was supposed to be doing, I don't think he was doing it, because the stuff in the novelization has him basically roaming the ship and realizing that there are some levels of the ship that were now under armed guard to prevent more people from trying to become deserters. So, yeah, clearly he's just, you know, without input, wants to be a man of action, and without any direction, without the ability to go kick some butt, he just starts wigging out, and, you know, there's nobody he can really talk to about it, like, he's got just a few pilots left, but most of the pilots he knows are dead, unfortunately, and most ships they have are space dust, thanks to Kylo Ren's attack on the Rattus. The landing bay is utterly useless, and all the ships that are in there are just useless as well, if there's anything remaining of them, which there probably isn't very much at all. So even though C-3PO tries to be the voice of reason and say, hey, you know, 
Leia had some faith in Admiral Holdo. Maybe you should try having some faith in her too. Well, that falls on deaf ears, as does much of anything that C-3PO says to anyone. And so finally, when Poe finds out what's happening and throws a fit on the bridge, you know, that pretty much goes down the way that you saw it in the movie. But we get to see him organizing his little coup takeover crew. And it's Kyther and Ollie, the Abednego pilot, and Connix, of course, and five other pilots where they have a meeting saying, hey, we're going to explain the plan to Holdo, what's going on with Finn and Rose. And if she doesn't go for it, then we're just going to take over the ship. But nobody dies. Make sure all your weapons are set to stun if that happens because... We've already lost enough people today. And so that is how things go down. Basically, Finn, just without input, without direction, his mind just starts spiraling and he just goes off into a bad place. And maybe it would have been better if somebody had figured out, oh, gosh, you know, we got to either A, keep him in the loop or B, keep him more readily occupied so he doesn't start freaking out. But then again, if they hadn't done that, then there wouldn't be any drama (laughs) to the story in the first place. So, you know, I think that's probably uh, all Monday morning quarterbacking on everyone's behalf, not just on the resistance's behalf, but also on the fans' behalf too. So yeah, that's pretty much how (laughs) how Foe lost it, how Poe lost it. I was doing the whole Foe pin thing again. (laughs) So that's how it happened. And there was one other thing that probably exacerbated the whole situation as well. Poe did not know that BB-8 went on the mission with Rose and Finn. He actually went roaming around the ship trying to find BB-8 before he realized, oh, wait a minute, he's gone with Rose and Finn. And so not having his best friend by his side... Yeah, that probably accelerated things <laughs> downhill just as quickly as anything else could have. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then a bit of a shout out after the break. Stay tuned for that. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so you've been hearing for the last couple of weeks about the uh, Last Jedi giveaway and becoming a patron of the podcast and whatnot. Well, I'm going to be talking about some of the folks who have become patrons of the podcast, giving them shouts out and whatnot. But I wanted to start off with the last person in first. And so today I just want to say thank you to Lee Kemp, who has become a patron of the podcast. And Lee is not just your garden variety Star Wars fan. He is actually directing a fan film that is in the midst of its Kickstarter funding right now. The film is called Padawan Rising, and it is described as a short film set in the Star Wars universe telling the story of Kano, a young, powerful, but arrogant and impetuous Jedi in training, sent on a mundane mission to a supposedly abandoned planet as a last-ditch attempt to learn a sense of responsibility. And this is taking place right before The Force Awakens. This fan film is set 
just then, but he's not telling us any more about that. And unfortunately, you know, this planet is supposed to be an abandoned planet, but the sudden arrival of the First Order doesn't make things easy at all, but it certainly makes them interesting. It says she's widely outnumbered and seriously outgunned, but she has enough self-belief to power a Star Destroyer, and it seems this alien world holds secrets of its own. And I'm going to put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes for this episode, the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. And if you go check out the Kickstarter, you'll get to see a video message from Lee and some test footage that they've shot. And this thing does look super polished. Lee has been making promos and commercials for over 10 years, according to the bio that he has on his Kickstarter page. And the project has been written by someone named Paz Watson. She's a writer for EastEnders, which is a hugely popular British soap opera. So yeah, they've got some street cred behind this. So I think it's worth checking out. That is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.